Guys, real quick before the intro gets going, I want to remind you that this is a free podcast. It's one of the things that I uh, love about it. I love making it free, available to everyone. That's one of the great things we can all agree uh, about podcasting. It does take uh, time, energy, and uh, the work of people aside from me to get it done. As you know, I have never uh, really worked with a sponsor before, but I do have a sponsor that I want to give a shout out to in this episode. Uh, It is HostGator. I know that probably you think to yourself, that must mean a company that specializes in hosting alligators. Let me correct you right now. It's actually the best place to get a website. They offer premium web hosting at low costs. Grab.net is the best way to get a killer domain name that's not 180 characters. Uh, these guys are available 24-7, 365 days a year. Uh, you can chat. You can do email support. They offer hosting for any size site with shared VPS and delicate, dedicated servers. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know what any of that means uh, because I'm super unweb savvy. Uh, perhaps these are the people who can come in, clear that up and uh, help you out on your way because I'm not going to be the person to design your site, guys. I think we all know that based on my total lack of technological savvy. Uh, we could, They can move the site for you if you want to transfer. Um, and if you head over to CoastGator.com, you buy some hosting, get some .NETs and use the coupon code JVCLUB to get an extra 30% off and support the show. Again, uh, I do need to acknowledge them as sponsors because they are making it possible for me to get t-shirts made, um, get some production costs for the podcast uh, covered, and uh, hopefully uh, hook you guys up with some websites. So thanks to HostGator, and uh, thanks to you guys for listening to that. Here comes the intro right now. Hey guys, welcome to episode 79 of the JV Club with Jillian Vigman. I got a big grin on my face just saying the name Jillian Vigman because she is truly one of the funniest people I know. And I say that having done almost 80 episodes of uh, podcast episodes uh, with with some of the funniest women in uh, the Los Angeles, New York and surrounding areas. And, uh, And still I must say to thee... Yeah, that's right. I'm getting super formal. Still, I must say to thee, nay, I must insist that Jillian Vigman is one of the funniest. So please enjoy this episode. I'm going to jump into some shout outs. I want to thank uh, for their emails, Ty T, uh, Laura Ashley, who is um, enjoying the similarity with her name and uh, Laura Ashley Bishop. Uh, Caitlin, thanks for your email as always. Uh, on Facebook, I want to thank Anatasha, Carla, Arden, Gabriella. Uh, a lot of people weighed in on some great stuff on Facebook too that I'm that I'm not naming by name, but uh, thank you guys so much for, for touching in there. Uh, on the Lauren Nerdist page, PJ, Alec, Paul, Joseph, Scott, B, Al, Jules, and Maria. Thank you for your input. And on Twitter, I want to thank, first of all, all of the Cora, wonderful Cora compliments that I've gotten. I, I, I mean, I listen, I sound like I'm patting myself on the back, but there are too many to name. Um, so I just kind of went through my, uh, my tweets and, um, I'm responding to people who specifically shouted out the podcast. Cause I want to return those shout outs with shout outs of my own James B E H R R Nicole, Mr. Jumanji, Brandon, Lauren, Zach, Seamus, Mike, Cortland, Maggie, and juicy melon, Jim. Thank you guys so much. Now I do have some news on the t-shirts. Uh, very excited to say we are moving forward with them. I'm going to be working with Greg Barron's t-shirt company. You know, I loves my Greg. Greg Barron. I try to bring that up once an episode. I feel I failed recently, but let this stand. I do adore him. He's got a great t-shirt company. Um, I, 
because they're a small company and we're going to do a small run, um, we're trying to keep the prices really low for you guys. The quality of shirts, as some of you can attest, who are Barrett fans and have purchased t-shirts from him in uh, in other realms, uh, definitely can attest to the fact that they're quite marvelous t-shirts. They're very special. So uh, Rick uh, S., who is the designer for the logo, uh, at least as, as in respect to the t-shirt, I should say Jen Renninger is the person who helped me first with my logo. Um, so I will be giving you guys more information on that as soon as I have it in the interim. I'm going to go ahead and invite you to hunker down. You know what? No hunkering necessary. I take that back. Hunker down and enjoy this episode of the podcast. Uh, and I will talk to you guys soon. Now entering Nerdist.com. This is a false start. We had a false start where uh, Jillian said something really funny, and now I want to try to recreate it. Okay. So so, we'll be super awkward about it. Okay. It's it's begun. We've cut the ribbon. We've cut the hymen. Oh, speaking of hymen, (laughs) this is is terrible. But what I was saying in a very natural way before was that when, and again, I don't think she's listening, but let me first say she is an extremely lovely, beautiful, very smart woman. Mm -hmm. I I think they live in DC. And like I said, she's got a far better job and career path than I ever had. Her name is Lisa Hyman. And yeah. then she married a man and she decided to hyphenate. So her last name is Hyman Sackman. What? And for someone who probably graduated wow. like magna cum laude, yeah. to think that she was like, I want to keep seems the like Hyman. a good idea. And I need a little sack at it. <laughs> I can't believe it. Yeah. Well, so, that's the that's the his and hers. That's the yin and yang. She, yeah, yeah, she, yeah. She right. felt her last name was too female. Right. So, so she, she needed to bring in a little bit of the mm-hmm. old... And she didn't want to just have the sack in there. She wanted right. to make sure that there was something else going on. Yeah. Uh, Sackman, bless her. I couldn't her. believe it. It's my favorite last name. Bless her. Happy Yom Kippur. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And this goes out to you, Lisa. Um, she does listen to the podcast. She's one of my number one fans. <laughs> exactly. um, but we've already had this conversation. I told her I heartily disapproved of her name. No, it is. But that's tricky, right? Like, I have a friend uh, who changed her name um, from her last name was Poost and she changed it to Post. Because she thought it, why? It because sounded, somehow Poost she got tr- tr- like teased poosy, about or was like close. It, it yeah. So that like, wasn't even like a real word that was, that's like a buzzword that you would have to worry about, but she still changed it. And I always think like at what point, I mean, I guess, I guess it just makes sense. You want to change your name, you change your name, but it, but the other side of you is sort of like, you go Lisa you Hyman. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. That's you go you Lisa Hyman Sackman. Right. What if your name was Poost Sackman? That would have been fantastic. Be wonderful. Uh, I know somebody who changed their name from Dick to another name because they, they couldn't handle it. And but wasn't their name just Richard? Yeah, but they didn't want to be known as Dick, okay. so they changed it. And I, I guess Dick had been their nickname for a long time. Yeah. So enough is enough for some people. Yeah. You know, I went by, so my name is Jillian with a G, but I went by Jill all through high school. Oh, you did? And, and, and uh, yeah, mostly through high school because people couldn't same, I'd say, my, oh, hi, I'm Jillian. They're like, okay, well, Joanne, what we need you to do. And I'd be like, how did they get Joanne out of this? <laughs> and Gilligan's Island oh. was still on a new repeat. So people thought my name was Gilligan. <laughs> and I'm 
are you an, an asshole? How could you, how could Gilligan. you possibly think a girl would be named Gilligan? Yeah. And I, I did look a little bit like uh, Bob Denver. <laughs> Bob Denver. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to accept that no. as truth. I apologize. But uh, yeah, names are weird. So I was called Jill by all my friends in high school and college. So none of them are like, they're like, you call yourself Jillian. And there is something that becomes, you feel a little bit snobby and put upon, like you, you've, you've made yourself seem mature by being like, no, I'd go by my full name now. Right. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I, uh, but it was but my do name. You, but so do I you make feel... them, do you sort of impose that on people from your past? Like is your no, expectation? They, all call they can Jill, still call you Jill. I'm yeah. Never gonna, and I, that's the difference. I think Jill, if you said, I need you to not call me Jill. Well, and then, I know people who have done that, who have yeah. made announcements. When I was in a sorority, I knew a girl who, whose name had been her nickname had been Kari and she made an announcement in like a sortie meeting. Don't judge me. And she was like, from now on my name is Karin. And it, how could I not make fun of her? Yeah. Forever. (laughs) Why would you? She's totally, just do it after you're, you're graduating in a year and all your new friends can call you Karin. You don't even have to like uh, impose on them the the need for the name change. I wonder if there was some emotional reason for really feeling because I can respect that. No, I respect it. If you know what I'm divorce, saying, if it's like people, yeah, I need to not be this. Per- I need to be the person that I feel I am now and not yeah. the person that I associate with that name. And I do, I totally appreciate that and respect that. Even though we just shit all over the idea, yeah, I do actually completely completely to- totally identify with that. Including even my friend. These guys know my friend Tina, um, Christina Jasberg did the podcast and. Um, and we sort of made a huge joke about how I was like, listen, guys, when I say Tina, I'm still talking about Christina as if they were so hard to, oh God, to, to tell apart. Right. Um, but I think for her, there were like real emotional reasons. She was like, uh-huh. I've matured past or I've conquered things that make it important to me to sort of identify this time in my life a little bit differently. Absolutely. And with it, I don't know. I, I, Maybe so, that's why I went with Jillian. I get that. I'm so mature now. You have really have really grown mature. up. Really mature. You've I, really grown I up. I saw the, you know, First I saw thing out of your mouth, Hyman. The Hyman's Hyman, been Hyman broken. Yep. And then, and then you should talk to someone. I love it. You look beautiful today, by the way. You look beautiful today. And one of the things that I want to say about Jillian, if you you don't know her by name, you will know her face because she's in everything. But... um, what do you mean in everything? in everything and on everything in everyone's business? She's in every. She's in up in everyone's. Business, she's all sure. up in everyone's business. No, you're just you're just in everything. You just well, pop I do, up on I've television. I've done a lot of com- I've done a lot of commercials, but also film and television once in a while. Uh, yes, she's in. You're in Step Brothers, right? I just I rewatched that Step recently. Brothers, it was yes. marvelous. Yes. And this is the thing I need to say about you. And I'm sorry to get so superficial up top, but. I, that's the only I way I know how to work. Ha- oh, good. Listen, we're never going to go deeper than I'm, this. Thank you. We're never going to go deeper than this. But you have, and if I might be so bold as to include myself in this, yes, we both have the sort of packet, the outside package where the assumption might be that we wouldn't say something like we've broken the hymen on this episode. Absolutely. I and think I think, people, yeah, yes. like you just, you, you, it's, it's a killer combo because people who want the sort of like, beautiful like wide-eyed angelic face can also have and like all, all the super out is, like, sharp bang sense of humor city and all that stuff. And, i mean but you you know what i thought you were gonna say like for the way you look you're not as successful <laughs> as we would have thought you would have been oh no i would never lump myself into that yeah category. You're, but I'm, that's what I was like, not for you jenna for me it just seems that you should have been farther along by now jillian and i'm like no it's true i feel the same way i that's will say I'm that you Lexapro. should be extremely famous I, because it's you're a shame. wildly hilarious no, and gorgeous i have no uh drive my ambition I don't, is low. I don't, but can we also agree on this? Yeah. 
being famous isn't that great. No, I don't think for I my friends who are like mobbed everywhere they go. It's truly, I, I don't it's feel. Not fun. Yeah, I don't have the strong like pull to to necessarily have that. And maybe well, that their is privacy, just me feeling right? About like you it, said, but. their their privacy is totally. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying both their privacy and their privacy. <laughs> oh my god, double is, up is is uh, that's two really important qualities to yeah. have in life that yeah. they're giving up. Yes, their privacy oh and god. their privacy. And if once like you can't even eat away. a tomato or a tomato. tomato no. No. Without somebody snapping a picture. No, now, speaking of snapping pictures, yes. I know. Oh, right. Please explain what's going on. Well, I just want to. I want to thank uh, Jillian for being willing to do this. But um, Autumn Reeser has a wonderful uh, website called This Girl Friday, right? And uh, and and they are doing a little bit of a feature on me, Janet Varney. That's so great. Um, and so Jess uh, is a marvelous photographer. She is here taking some pictures today. And one of the things that she's photographing is this podcast episode. So we're both talking about this stuff. Mm-hmm. But I have to just quickly acknowledge that there is someone crouched in a corner a little bit like a serial killer. But instead of holding a, a knife, she's holding yeah, she's very she's very and she's very hip. Let's just acknowledge that right now. She had a very totally. hip haircut, very hip uh wardrobe, uh tall, beautiful, recently moved here. Um maybe we'll put her on mic uh later in the podcast Sweet. and force her to be a special guest. But yeah, so that's happening. Right. And Janet is barely wearing any underwear. I'm barely I'm sitting with my legs just a long splayed open. T shirt. And yeah. I don't even know if you can call that a pair of shorts. <laughs> <laughs> they're pretty they're listen no you're not wrong you're not wrong um so thank you for showing up because usually i like being able to tell people like you don't have to even put on makeup i i wanted to dress like a preppy first lady today you've today done a great was job. preppy first lady you've done a great job thank you do you and also the dog is oh, wailing we left, we left, uh, the kid wailing in the bed yeah whitley is definitely wailing in her crate because she, you know what she didn't go to the bathroom guys and she still is having quote-unquote accidents and by accidents i mean intentional fuck you moms oh in the house which is like is that number twos or number threes She'll, she pretty much just you know what? she doesn't really pee in here anymore but she definitely doesn't know how to tell me that she needs to go outside oh, i think that's what it really is yeah, yeah 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 she doesn't know how to tell me that so she'll just find an area she'll just find a corner and just hunker down and luckily have, i've started to catch her at it but this is going to be a little bit gross but i am going to bring this up speaking of which i brought up earlier but we don't have to talk about it so we had um female dogs mm-hmm. growing up when they have their period, it can get everywhere. And were they not spayed? I guess we didn't have a spayed dog. No, you're right, we didn't. And that dog. I mean, I don't know if that mark that fix it, but I don't think she's get. I don't think she'll get a period. Okay, well, I'm just I'm gonna just say for you right now. What if, she does? what if I, it seems like I'm turned on by it? I'm like, listen, she might get a period. <laughs> your dog might get get her period in the house, and if so, call call me over. Can you call me up? And I I just want to come over and hang out a little bit. I'll sense it. I'll be I'll be nearby. <laughs> so gross. It sounded I guess like I a didn't weird... think about that because I no one ever talks about that. Wait a minute, but and can't I've you be spayed and still dog. have your period? I guess I don't know. No, Maybe I guess will. because you're do do you love it? And I'm really embarrassed saying this. Do they remove the uterus? I think so. Yeah, then I guess you don't get your period. Then you're right. Then it's all done. Yeah, I think. I, so you yeah. guys just didn't have fixed dogs. Did they ever get pregnant and have litters of no, puppies? No, but we, it's because it was a show dog. We had, oh, my well, mom got yeah. all uh, obsessed with, this is the 80s, we had Dog World and she wanted specific dogs. She wanted Norwegian Elkhound and she wanted Chow Chows. Mm-hmm. So the Chow was not fixed because it was uh, from a long line of, of, of fancy breeders from Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And that dog would had a heavy flow. Oof. It was so disgusting. So we we kind of made uh, we bought adult diapers, yeah, and let her kind You'd of wander to. around. Yeah, and did she chew them off? No, she didn't. She was kind of proud of them. 
I would I would take them off and just be like, yeah, that's right. (laughs) I know what you're into. (laughs) Well, okay, so Dog World is the dog show. Was the magazine at the time? It was a magazine. I thought it was a magazine, but she would it became apparent to me that she was going. My mom was going through this obsession of of uh, fancy dogs, so we went to a couple of dog shows. Uh, like smaller ones, not like the big Westminster yeah. dog show. Where was this taking place? This is in New Jersey okay. where I grew up. And it, we'd go out to like mini dog shows kind of in the country, which would be like Bernardsville and all these places. And we'd uh, watch dogs prance around. And she'd be like, oh, I bet if I brought me. And she also named dogs for whatever their cultural or country that their origin was. So their Norwegian Elkhound was named Osa, which is a Norwegian girl's name. Okay. And I mean, just so embarrassing. And then uh, Mei Ling was the Chow, which means oh, pretty girl sure in Chinese. Oh, she did. Mm-hmm. And we had two Scotties and they were Bruce and Bonnie. Oh my gosh. So there's a lot of shame. Did you do a British accent with your mom? Yes. Is she British? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I said yeah. British, you said English. Oh gosh. Privacy, privacy. Oh, tomato, tomato. Uh, okay, banana. let's, I got to unpack all of this right now. Oh, so your mom's English. Crying. What's up? My mom is English. My father is American. He's he's a Jew from Philly. Love it. How do they um, meet? They met because she moved to America and she was a nurse and he was a resident doctor and this was all in Philadelphia. Okay. They met. My mom had already had a son with a Turkish man. God, this is great. So you have a half so, Turkish brother. I do. Wait a minute. I do you have a half brother who's Turkish? Pa- he's as pale as you and me, if not paler. Okay. With very blue eyes. But mm-hmm. that's like when people are like, oh, you're Spanish. How are you so pale? He is a very fair Turkish man, half Turkish man, I guess. Okay. Uh, you would not think, you would again think he was Scandinavian. Oh, well, I don't know. I can spot a Turk from you can? a mile can away. You? No. Uh, and then uh, she, so... My dad adopted my brother, and then I came into the picture, and we lived in New Jersey. And how old? How much older is your half brother? He's nine your years brother. old. We'll just call me. him and your then, brother. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's kind of rude. And then remember then we, always that he's not really your brother. <laughs> I, absolutely. And then we have a little sister, and my sister is Korean. Okay. And she's adopted, and my mom would oh. uh, much to my sugar and everybody else. She'd be like, "And this is this is Jillian's sister, our adopted Korean daughter, Wendy." As if you couldn't <laughs> tell. That she was Korean or this potentially is adopted. Like uh, you've you've basically described what feels like Arrested Development too. Oh yeah, so there's but a lot of times with you know people can never are never aware of who they are when they watch those shows. Like for example, I wa- I turned around to Downton Abbey because my mom is originally from Northern England, which is Yorkshire. Uh-huh. Although you know she looks a very proper English accent rather than a boy gum love. Right, uh, right. And she was watching it, and she goes, "Oh, Maggie Grace, or Maggie, uh, what the heck is Maggie? Oh, the main. Why am I forgetting Maggie? Maggie Grace, Maggie Grace is. Oh, Maggie Smith." Nice. Maggie Smith, yeah, thank yeah. you. Maggie Smith, she's like, uh, <laughs> interchangeable. Very different people. But she's like, oh, Maggie Smith reminds me so much of my grandmother. And even the way she said it, I'm like, you're fucking Maggie Smith, bitch. Like, yeah. you're the weird. But my mom is also very proper. But as you were saying about you and I, she had a bidet in her bathroom installed, but she'd wash herself out and make me take a shopping list of food while sitting on the toilet while she was like, <laughs> digging in there but i think it's also i think that's lack of boundaries i think yeah. that's what it's called yeah so there's a lot of there was a lot of oh issues my god on. what a great listen that's like the ultimate high meets low oh it's, sort of like, it's insane that's such a great image i mean but it it's a terrible it image but it's great also, so i don't get uh things don't necessarily rattle me in the world of like uh crazy or um lack of boundary people yeah it rattles me in the sense that i have to stay away from them after a while because i'm like i can't i already have one person like this right. in my life that i right. can't get rid of yeah so i mean you could 
Yeah, I've done. I have. I've not talked to her for like six months because she's, oh, she's yeah? insane. But it's fine. We're I all, guess I was suggesting it. murder, but I don't want to push you oh, in any direction. Oh, I see what I mean, saying. I saw Throw Mama from the Train. I never saw Throw Mama from the Train. But I can only assume oh, that classic. someone's mother was meant to be thrown from a train. But my mom, I will say this, definitely is a vain, a vain person and didn't look anything like the mother from Throw Mama off the train. Understood. My mom Does she look a, like Maggie Smith? I love Maggie no, Smith I do so love her too. much. She's right? so funny. Who doesn't love her? Maggie so, Smith. Isn't she so quick? She's so quick and so dry. Ugh, it's, it's the best. And you kind of have to watch it again a couple times to be like, oh my gosh, is, that, is she clever? Yeah. Um, no, my mom was a Pan Am stewardess. So back in the day, she was attractive. She's still attractive. This. I don't want to, she'll probably listen yeah. to this. this will be cool. well, okay, so she was a stewardess, but she was also, and she became a oh, nurse. She's done everything. She's very, she's an odd, she's both an odd and amazing person. Yeah. So she did a lot of different things. So the nurse came later. Okay. She met the Turk when she was a, a stewardess. Okay. Got impregnated, had to leave because, you know, no one back then, that was back when they would spank you and you wore girdles and you had sure. skin and you had to like. Be weighed in, weighed probably. In. Yeah. yeah, God, that's so thing. amazing. Does and she then, talk about that time? Oh, she lo- listen. She still goes to. Uh, they have uh, World Wings meetings, which is the group, the Pan American group. Yeah, and this is my favorite, uh, which was great. So she also, although I don't think they work together, she worked with a, a woman named Dee Silverstone, who is also English, with an accent, whose daughter is Alicia Silverstone. Oh my gosh! So years ago, my mom said to me, "Oh, Jillian." Oh, have you ever worked with Alicia Silverstone? And I just, this is back when, you know, she was, she'd done so much stuff. And I'm like, no, I've, I haven't worked with Alicia, Alicia or Alicia. I think she went from Alicia to Alicia. Yes. But uh, I said, no, I, I've, I've never, I don't know, mom. Just like when your parents ask you dumb things like, well, maybe Tina Fey can help. I'm like, stop it. Oh my God, that's such stop. a classic parent like my, thing to as do. Because he's like, well, you had her as a teacher. Please stop. So, uh my mom would always be like, well, I'm friends with Dee Silverstone and her husband, the wonderful people, the really lovely. And she was a former Pan-American stewardess. Well, lo and behold, about a year and a half ago, I'm working with Alicia Silverstone. We're both guest stars on the show. So I tell her the whole story. And she's like, you're shitting me. We call her mom, who is because she does a, a spot on impression of her mom, because you wouldn't know that Alicia's uh, English because yeah. she's just totally Northern I California. I did not know hippie, that. Yeah. Total hippie. Yeah. Northern California girl. And she just, oh, 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 oh. and then I talked to her mom and, she said, oh, oh, oh. and I'm like, oh my gosh, you, that's a, while we were both doing our moms to each other. Right. Anyway, my mom just was over the moon. Oh, so you, you got to talk to Dee. Oh, do you see Alicia very often? And it just, it made oh, her day God. that two Pan Am Yeah. And she, look at her. She turned out to be right. I so know. And I said you? to her, I go, you win. That was this exciting. is good because based like, on because, this story, I can yes. only assume I'm going to end up starring in a Woody Allen movie because my, yes. that was my dad's version of that. Was like, why are you auditioning for like these terrible shows That's when fantastic. you could be in a Woody Allen so movie? How much don't you love that? Like both indirect and direct insults that you yes. get like that. Yes, I don't think I've ever done anything on TV that, that my parents have been particularly proud. of. <laughs> Like my mom will say things like, you look really pretty. And I'm like, thank, what about the performance? Never mind. Yeah. yeah. That's well, really, important that's her. really funny. That Did you see the le- the latest uh, Woody Allen installment? And <sighs> I, what did you think? I gotta be honest. Yeah. I didn't know if we were going to go here, but I walked out. I don't, can I be honest with you? Now I'm going to be honest with you. And I love Kate Blanchett. Like well, I never thought I would I'm walk so out on a movie she I was in. Like never. There's a lot of hype that from people, people are like, oh God, just hand the Oscar. Or like people are like, I'm going to march that Oscar over to her. Yeah. I'm going to get her off. And I had people saying, oh, this is his best movie. And then I was watching it like, this is his best movie. No, this is not his best movie. This is, and I get the reference to Streetcar Named Desire. I think that was great. And Kate Blanchett is great, but there's something so 1950s character-y 
about and it's not her fault. I feel like it's that not was her a direction. Fault. She did the most wonderful job She's you could phenomenal. possibly do yes, in, in a, those circumstances. Yeah, like it was even like I thought and I it was really so think she's a great, I think Sally Hawkins was a great actress. I think she was weirdly yeah. miscast. Yeah. Uh I just thought it was everybody was like way over the top. Yeah, and everything was like to me I thought uh, and guys, you know I welcome your feedback. You might have loved Blue Jasmine is the movie that we're talking about. But Thank I also you. feel like it was – every scene was about what the scene was about. Like there was yes. nothing – everything was Which like – the words were just this is what I this scene it. is about yes. and this is what I'm – and then and they all started to feel like the same for. scene. There's exactly. no layering. Like I want to see crimes and misdemeanors. Oh, That's God, what I want to see. But again, and even – I loved Vicky Cristina Barcelona. Yeah, that was great. Loved but again, that film. because like you said, there was it, there was great misdirects in it rather than yeah. it just being uh, right on the nose. Yeah. Yeah, that And was it was tough. And, and it was also – tough because i knew that it wasn't going to turn out in any kind of a way that would make me feel good in any way and so i felt halfway through like well i see where this is going and i'm not compelled enough to see it through i'm very because i'm very sad because it's 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 very depressing and everybody's acting their hearts out but it's depressing but i i can't i can't stay for something depressing and of a quality that for some reason isn't working for me. I get it. I'm with you. That's so funny. I felt the exact same way. Yeah. You know, I, like, and I don't want, I, I used to walk out of movies all the time. I took a sort of pride Did you really? Yeah. What else have you walked out of? I walked out of couples retreat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there are some movies that people have asked me to come see, like, let's just go see an afternoon movie, you know? And, uh, I've walked out of, um, God, I've walked out of so many. Like, but I haven't. Was your, I, like, what did you feel the most relish walking out of? Like, fuck you. Br- you know what I? You know what I walked out of that was surprising. First of all, I love that film. I know it. Uh, I know. No, I think what I do remember walking out of this, and it shocks people because I like so many movies like it. But I walked out maybe fifteen twenty minutes in of the movie Igby Goes Down. And oh. Some people really love that movie. I, I have like if seen you love it. Rushmore, you should love it. If, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. If you love the world, but you don't have to. But you don't have yeah, to love I just those movies too. I couldn't get on board for it. I'm not sure why I'm getting a phone call right now. Uh, I got to pause it because okay. I never get called on the home line. Uh, guys, I'm going to be honest with you. That was uh, my agency calling because I was supposed to have lunch with my agent today, and I canceled. Were you going to fire your agent? No, I do love my agent. I just never, I never see him. And uh, we had this lunch on the books, and then it became possible for me to podcast you today. And then Jess was here doing the photographs, oh, and I was like, I gotta get out of that. Okay, but okay. I love my agent. Okay, um, and and hopefully we will we will reschedule. But yeah, no one ever calls the home line, so I I'm I don't even think to like turn anything off on the home line because no one has that number. Do you also love that you're like, why are you calling in the home line? Like, is there something that you you have to share, like a secret? Yeah. Like, why would he not? Anyway. Well, well get, I think they probably tried both. I, they probably tried my cell. And, oh, I see. But anyway, okay. yeah. So <clears throat> not a, I just couldn't. Yeah. And so, yeah, uh, it goes down there. So there are definitely movies where I'm so, almost surprised at myself for walking out of them, but I just didn't feel it. I don't play because what some about of these you? are like maudlin. Uh, I don't. I can, I can't walk. I don't walk out of movies. I think it's because I'm a cheapskate and I have to watch. I have to watch the whole thing. Yeah. I like. I, I went. I'll, I'll uh, give a shout out. I went and saw uh, Blue Jasmine because everyone had had really sold me on it. So I made my friend Julia Walov go with me, and Julia literally was laughing so hard the entire time, like at the most inappropriate moments oh, in the no. best way, because she was, I think because she thought it was a terrible movie, but right. she was so nice to me because every time Kate would get into one of her, oh, yeah, no. she'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> oh. it was so 
funny because it's what you're saying. It's like she was being honest yeah. with how like she thought it was ridiculous, but she yeah. was so nice. She's like, no, it's just funny. She kept being like, that should be you, Jillian. Like, <laughs> it's you. That's, that's like you doing a bit about your mom. And I'm like, oh my God, it, it is. That's why I think I felt like it was like a mad TV character. Yeah. It was a, it was like this... a weird, uh, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So I, I feel love Kate Blanchett. Well, I, I watch the whole thing though. Yes. I will say quick shout out opposite, opposite one of the best movies I've ever seen. Yes. And highly recommend afternoon delight oh i can't wait to see it. i insist that every listener to this podcast go see it there are people who are on in that movie that have been on the podcast offhand i can't think of any except michaela for jessica st Clair. michaela jessica st Clair. they are phenomenal in it I Catherine hahn do not fear guys i am desperately trying to get Catherine to the podcast she's just very very busy uh but she's a wonderful person she gives one of the best performances i've ever seen anyone Great. give in a film wait. it's it's like Oscar, it's absolutely Oscar worthy. She's Meryl Streep. I mean, she's uh, stunning. Um, we there are a bunch of friend, our friends in the movie. Certainly, I was wildly envious to not sure. to, to want to be sure. in it. Um, Talk to your agent about that because at lunch. yeah, that's what the lunch is about. But it is so 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 good. Oh, it's I can't shattering wait. and gorgeous and ah. redeeming and um, it's so. Jill Soloway is just brilliant. It's, I can't it's wait. all because been, really over I've the top stuff happens it, yeah. and yet it's all believable. Like you oh, feel that great. every single thing could and would happen to you in that situation. Oh, I love can't it. Can't say enough good things. I, I want to get back to you. I want to go back to Jersey. Uh, I want to get into, so how old were you when your mother became obsessed with show dogs? So she go through. She would go through phases with all sorts of things. She's a very good seamstress. So she did a lot of, I don't know. I think you're younger. You're younger than me, so I'll just say this: There's a lot of uh, things growing up. My mom is a very good like homemaker. We did a lot of. She's a sewing machine, so there were a lot of McCall's patterns that mm-hmm. she would buy. And there were back in like the '70s, they always had the the drawn picture in the front of a, a mom and daughter uh, nightgowns. So we had a lot of mom and daughter nightgowns Great. that she'd make. Uh, so I had a lot of night nightgowns that were like made of that sort of like shitty flannel material. <laughs> she so she those that, that was always a phase that would go throughout my life. Like so we had mom and daughter uh, nightgowns. Then she made me one year a prom dress. Oh which wow! At first you think That's is ambitious. Fantastic. It actually turned out okay, but I have to tell you, she's like, now Gillian, I'm going to put a very large bow over the chest area since you're very flat, oh. and this will give uh the the it will seem as if you have a a bust. And it was so she put this huge bow and she picked out this material that at first made me cry because it was a shiny blue with like these little tiny like blue diamonds all over it. And at first you'd think it's, it would look horrible. It actually turned out to be very cute. Uh, so she's always uh, been thrift. Like uh, she's uh, very good with her with the sewing. She's a good cook. So I've always enjoyed cooking. But then in between, like she wanted to start like a uh, baby knitting uh, factory in China <laughs> Really? So that that nearly happened, and then she. Uh, what does that mean? I can only. I mean, she it doesn't sound like she wanted people to knit babies. To knit, so. knit babies okay. out of flesh. Uh-huh. She wanted. Uh, she wanted to make baby clothing, but she wanted okay. to do it in China. So she was ahead she of the curve. She understood. Yeah, yeah, she was. Oh the my other God. thing is, she's an electrologist, which means that she got rid of people's unwanted hairs. This is before laser, so she would do. She told me that she eighty uh, percent of the women she saw was nipple hair. So she was working on like. I remember I'd be with her and she'd see a client and she'd be like, oh, Julian, that's, she has awful nipple hair. And I'd be like, I can't 
know this about yeah and then she'd be like oh i just had this homosexual come in and he needed hair off his back and i told him it would take at least three years and he was very upset with me she's like both racist and yet very like what loves the world yeah um so she was an electrologist for the longest period of time and then she wanted to she did uh, nail polish but she she would enter into um uh what it was what the thing i was going to say uh when you not a game a contest like but contest for the best uh, painting, painting like the, on the best manicures, like, the manicures like, but manicures with like paintings on them. Nail art. And she, uh, nail art, thank you. I don't even know what it's called. And she uh, came in second one year because she took my sister-in-law who's Japanese and did a very Asian design on her nails. Like she did black nail polish with like white bamboo with, yeah. uh, uh, she was very proud of herself, but she never really did it again. So she did, she's in some ways, she's like the kook that you want to, you want to know what she's going to do next. And she lives in Mexico. Oh, okay. And she's building herself a ranchero. So she's not with your father anymore. No, they're not together anymore. When did and they split up? They split up about, um, hold it. About 17 years ago. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I was, I was out of... Right as it I wasn't was, affecting your immediate not life. Not too much. Like, I, after it was right as I graduated college. So I was able to not be yeah. far away, which made me, which compelled me to move to Chicago versus New York. So I didn't want to... Because I'm the most normal of the children, so they would tell me everything. Uh-huh. So I moved away. So yeah. I didn't have to Mexico. hear about... She ended up moving to Mexico, yeah. And so what is she doing in Mexico now? I, what? I don't know. No, <laughs> she... She's directed ran no, a bed and breakfast. She's a, I would love it if she was a part of the cartel. That's not fair to Mexico for me to say that. Guys. Oh, Mexico's a wonderful a country. British, uh, but she lives in a town called San Miguel de Allende, which is beautiful. Mm-hmm. You would love it. Uh, Artist wise, you just love it. It's oh, in the it's in good. the mountains. It's three hours north of Mexico City. But she goes between there and her boyfriend, who she met in New Jersey originally, is like a techie guy, and he lives up in Silicon Valley. So she goes between Mexico and Northern California, but she. Try to. She attempted to run a bed and breakfast. I guess, yeah. But she can be semi insulting, and she'd tell sometimes people who are fat that maybe they shouldn't drink the soda oh they God. were drinking. Well, let's talk about that for a second because, especially with the bow story, I mean, it does sound like oh, she's very your straightforward. Just, yeah, she's did you frank. feel? Did you feel like? As a child, you that, that that was sort of brutal, or did you appreciate that she was honest with the stuff that was good? And I think not now the stuff I, was... I appreciate it. I think when you're young, and especially as a girl, you're very insecure. And I got yeah. uh, my Seventeen magazine, and I wanted to be Jennifer Connelly. And she's like, "Oh, you have awful back knee on your back, Jillian. I'm going to do. I'm going to zap it with my electrologist needle." So she'd make me lie on my stomach, and she'd oh zap my, God, my zits. And she's like, "You have you have endocrinal issues." Yeah, it was great. By the way, don't have to be sad for me. I find it, even then, I kind of found it like, I knew Elizabeth, I'm 100% then. sure that you are the person that you are and because are awesome of because of all that. Well, I also that's knew the best then, I was like, I cannot wait out. to expose, like, this is, I'll get past this. I always knew I'd get past, because there was a lot of weird, there was a lot of weird things. I won't, I'm, it's not like, oh, I was molested by an uncle, but there's yeah. nothing like that. I molested my uncle. I'm, <laughs> don't think oh, I was you powerful. turned the tables no. on. Yes. The tr- but, you turn the tables on the thing that never happened. Exactly. exactly. Um, I would love to hear about any and all of the weird stuff. But but yeah, because when you say that, it makes me realize I don't have any memory of either of my parents really remarking on anything specific about me or qualities now, about me other than my you personality. Out? Or was it? No, I mean, I remember they, they my, like, you're so precocious and you're adorable. And yeah, funny. I mean, my dad was like, I, my dad was like, you're really smart and you can do whatever you want and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And like, you're pretty or whatever. But 
I don't think there was never any. I mean, ever, I, for sure, when I like dyed my hair, you know, orange and they were, they had wore black lipstick, my dad was yeah. like, "I'm excited for you to be over this phase." <laughs> yeah. um, and now, are your parents still together? No, no, they okay. divorced when I was like four or something. Okay, so uh, was that an issue? Was that, or were you young enough that it didn't really? Uh, I, listen, I was a mess, but yeah. um, but I, yeah, I just, uh, I'm just so fascinated by the idea of this sort of parent who's so involved and so oh, present yeah. and so like was she sort of extending well, it was, it was back and forth it was you like, were a project in some way well maybe of, well of course but, i mean it's like she her pan am stewardess and her wanted to i think part of it too is that uh kind of like what you say she'd say i would go to her and say things like um i'm having such a hard time with physics this is probably my my junior year and I, oh man i'm getting a d and then she'd stop me and she'd look at me and she'd go jillian you're gorgeous. Use it. <laughs> use it. And like be very like, use it. And I'm like, well, I don't know what that means. It's yeah. not going to help me with torque and trying yeah. to uh, put numbers with in. The and she's teacher? like, you're gorgeous. Use it. And then that was, and that would be the answer. So I knew that when it came to say intellectually based studies and learning, I would just go to my dad who's a nerd and loves that kind of stuff. Yeah. But with my mom, she'd always be like, you're gorgeous. Why would you do that to yourself? And she was very mad at me because I'd always tan. Uh-huh. Because that's that's what people did. It was yeah. the 80s. And I lifeguarded up in Cape Cod. And she'd send me article upon article about skin cancer. And I work with like these bronzed Greek Orthodox uh, family members, the Kaplanises. And I wanted to be so... And I, I think I turned like maybe orange. It's right. my deepest yeah. of brown tones. Uh, but so I, I did like you did. I, I used sun in my hair, went white, like white blonde. And I said that it happened naturally. I tried everything. Like, but I think that's a lot of things. Like we're trying to find that ultimately, like what we feel is either going to make us look the most disgusting for some reason mm-hmm. or the most beautiful. Yeah. So I think I always felt like white blonde hair and tan tan was just the, ult- the ultimate of what I wanted to be. Yeah. And it looked, I looked like I had like a, like a woven dry basket on my head. I really hope that you have pictures uh, of I bet you this. never had zits though. You never had problem with acne, did you? Uh, I would get, like you get once in a while. I had Well, zits. yeah, I would, I didn't, I never had acne. I would get always the one huge zit on an otherwise pristine face, which to right, me right. was even all somehow it, yes, worse. North Star yeah, and that yeah. still happens. I still get me just too. one giant zit that is shocking. And then now as you get older, you know, your my face is like my skin is sensitive to that, so I'll get like scars, you yeah, know, from yeah. one zit. It's like I hope this up. doesn't, yeah, mm-hmm. hope this doesn't turn into a thing. Well, that was the other thing. So she gave me a book. I, I'm very obsessed with skin, like that's one of my main obsessions. And she gave me a book when I was about 13 t- called Victoria Principles: Principles of Makeup. Oh, There's man. nothing better. If you have to look it up, it's the greatest thing ever. And you'll talk to old makeup artists about it, and they'll laugh because. You know, it's it's a how-to to put makeup on in the 80s, and it's Victoria Principal from Dallas. I mean, she's just gorgeous, but it's all about contouring because that's yeah. what they did back then. So there's a lot of contouring, but it sh- she shows you how to put like, make a homemade facial, and I that's when I became started becoming very obsessed with like creams and lotions yeah. and, and how to take care of my skin because it was everything that my mom was like trying to... That's what she was handing off to me. Yeah. Like, she's like, this is what I can teach you about. Was gorgeous. <laughs> use it. Yeah, use was it. Was there ever a point at which you thought, like, did you love it enough that you thought, maybe I could do this? Like, could, could I be a facialist or could I be a makeup artist or could I be a... Never or was in a just for to take years. care of yourself? Just to care, care in fear because I constantly was afraid of zits and I got mm-hmm. them all over my back uh, and... Uh, 
you know, like I said, I was taken to like endocrinologists to make sure like when I, before I got, I had my son, my mom said to me, she's like, oh, Gideon, you're going to have a, it's very dramatic in a way. Oh, you're going to have a very hard time getting pregnant. You must see an, uh, an endocrinologist. And I ended up going to like an endocrinal fertility guide. He's like, you're fucking fine. And I'm like, there you go. Went to an acupuncturist and it was all fine. It all worked yeah. out okay. But uh, yeah, she's, this is, this is what her, so it's like that weird thing where she, you don't know if she's doing it to make you feel completely paranoid or if it's also her own fears that she's putting on you, right. which I think there's a lot of that ultimately. Like right. when you step away and you look at it, that's what it is. And so how, what were your interests outside of creams? Oh my God, I wanted uh, when you were, to like, like when you were in, Yeah, when you were in high oh, school, was what was it? You were I, was, I was the person like, Okay, this is the best way to put it. So I had uh, my group of friends, and I was sort of in the popular group, but I was class clown. So I was constantly people pleasing and trying to make people laugh. Are your pa- is your mom funny? Is your dad funny? Are they my clever in that way? Because be. you're she, so fast. Thinks, my mom thinks she's so funny. My mom's like, oh, Jillian, don't I look like Meryl Streep with Lucille Ball's sense of humor? <laughs> and she means it. And she, but the thing about it is, my dad is just like a nerd. He's an easy laugh. It's great to make him laugh. My mom is. I. I she thinks she's hilarious, but they're her. It, it's funnier just because she's so weird that we're yes. kind of laughing at her. I hate to say that, but she's, cause she's such an odd duck, but I, that was my thing. I wanted to make, so I was constantly trying to make people laugh because I would, I didn't know what else to do. I had like my beautiful friend that looked like Barbie. I had these really pretty friends. And I, my friend Jen had kept, I don't know why she did this, but about five years ago, we all met at a friend's place in New Jersey. Like we had a reunion and that, and she's kind of mean. She's like mean and pretty. Her, she had um, a box of all the letters we'd pass back and forth in classes. Oh, that's so great. All of my letters, all of them on, you know, the, on like no- notebook paper, spiral, and or, or the three ring, were always sort of like, dear Jen, are you mad at me? Oh, I feel like no. in third period, I did something to make you mad. And I certainly, and <laughs> or they'd be like, I think Margaret's mad at me. Do you think Margaret's mad at me? Sarah thinks, and I realized that so much, and uh, that's why I'm on Lexapro now, there is this anxiety of trying to make sure everyone liked me. Yeah. But and by the way, you're being, yeah, I feel like this is now that 20, especially. No, 20, I can 20. just totally, I can just relate to that so because I, I was the same. I was yeah. so, I was such a people pleaser. I was Were just you? so worried that. But why do you think it wasn't you? Because I feel like mine was derived from this woman that raised me. But yeah. do you think it like ultimately really just comes from ourselves and who we are even outside of our I parents? That's such a good question. That's something that I, that I ask myself a lot because. I didn't feel like I know that I always felt like I was disappointing my mom because I Why? usually was. How how so? Well, I was just such a monster when I was a kid because I was so angry about the divorce, and my mom's yeah. so different from my dad, and I'm a lot like my dad yeah, in too. my personality. I got gotcha. you. And so she like you know she's she's a silent treatment giver, and my dad's ah. like a blow up and get it over with and apologize. Oh, so he's guy. a communicator though. Yeah. More. Oh, major ah. communicator. But do you look yeah. like your mom? I look like my dad. Interesting. Please, okay. as I get older Me now, I, if so I just funny. grew a mustache and a beard, I would be my father. Me it's too. Uncomfortable because it's not. A, I don't look in the mirror and feel pretty or sexy. I feel like Melvick, my man. dad's great, but like I don't want to. I mean, I don't want to look like a man. But that's but all of his features I have. Me so too. I think to myself like, well, I'm a man now. Uh-huh. I'm because I'm my I'm my dad's age that he was when I was little, like yeah. very young. So and you can see that picture I can see fan. it. Yep. It's so funny. It's uncomfortable. I, I feel like, uh, thank God I shaved this morning because you'd be like Mel Vigman just walking <laughs> in. Sir, Jewish I don't man. have gentlemen on the podcast. <laughs> How 
dare you. Um, that's so funny. Although I feel like Jared Leto could be your brother. Does your dad kind of look like Jared Leto, who I think is very handsome? So please take. That I will show you. A, you know what? I'll show you a picture of my dad uh, and me on on my phone right now, and you will be like, "Oh, yep, that's a hundred percent." But so, did you feel? You know, you say that your mom told you that you were gorgeous, but it was but like, you didn't necessarily feel gorgeous no, when you were God, at school because you had prettier friends. I, I or? think my features are far too big for my very small face. Then I was not a very. Good, I cut all my hair off in eighth grade, and this is I, this is a story I tell everybody. So when you say you cut it all off. I mean, I had like the about? flock, a, a short flock of seagulls. Like it was a big thing. Oh, yeah, this you was went about, there. Oh my God, that is so. Cute. I just showed her a quick picture of me and my dad at a ghost town. Your, is this on your website at least? or No, but I can post it oh somewhere. Oh my gosh, is that adorable? I have goosebumps. Oh yeah, absolutely. He was like a, a he was like a Robert Redfordy kind of like guy. He that did all right the with the ladies. The two of you. Oh my god, look at your anyway. Wife. You guys, oh, that's adorable. Well, but I get it. What you're saying. So your mom is a silent treatment. She was a silent treatmenter. Oh. Okay, so you okay, so, so you didn't feel so yeah. So you definitely. Uh, Man, you can manage football. Uh, You're like a football manager. It was so bad because two of my friends, Jen and Anne, who are both tall and beautiful. One of them had long blonde hair. One had long brown hair. And they're both like, like the two opposites. Like one looked like a hot share and one looked like sort of Bo Derek had a very beautiful cheekbones. And although well, maybe a she had note, a contour, here's a side note, her, her aunt is married to uh, Mitch Hurwitz, and oh. he based a lot of Arrest Development on her crazy ass family. It's awesome. <gasps> wow. it, I asked Jen, my friend Jen Egan Janssen all the time. I'm like, let's talk more about what this. Wait, character. is she a writer? No, she Jen oh, Egan is also a different writer. But um, so anyway, so uh, Jen and Anne had decided they're gonna they're not gonna play soccer anymore. They're gonna manage football, and I was so pressured. That I was like, I- I'll manage football with you. I just didn't so, even know that was a thing. It apparently was. We could go and count rushing yards and, and do all that stupid stuff. Uh-oh. I think my here. door is just drifting open. Um, so good guard dog. Yeah. For a second until like oh. a real burglar comes in and then my dog's like, hi, I'm Scott. I'm wiggly. <laughs> oh, pet me. So yeah. the so I had cut all my hair off the year before, so I had really short, short hair. But it was also like right as grunge is coming up. So everyone's wearing oversized uh, like flannel shirts and and big jeans. And I had really short hair. So when we would be on the sidelines of a football game, sometimes the refs would come up and be like, hey, we're missing the chain kids. Can we use that boy right there? And they'd point to me. And the coaches thought it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> because I was always trying to make them laugh too. It was four coaches. You know, they have two defensive, two offensive coaches. What is your job, Tim, when you manage the team? You're, ca- you're counting yards, tackles. Oh, okay. like all, every move that's made you have to and Jen and Anna were like smarter and they like did it more so that like I just was like the extra would do stuff but about four different games both away and <laughs> and and home games the refs would be like can we use that young kid right there and one of the coaches who I loved Steve Johnson would be like Mr. Johnson would be like uh, yeah his name is Gil and then they'd all start laughing and I would look at them and I would never correct them. So I'd have to run out for, for, you know, to check a first down with the chains and they'd be like, come with me, son. And all the football players oh on our my. team would die laughing. So I, body wise, hair and face wise, I could pass as a young dude. Yeah. And so, uh, for that, I wonder if I saw this picture, I made us dress. I'm sure everyone's like, you are, uh, 
you're weird, but I made Jen and I, and they loved it. They're like, that's so fun. We all dressed in football because, you know, when the football players would get their picture taken, they yeah. do their like on one knee yeah. picture. I said, can we do that too? Oh, and of course awesome. the coach was like, ah, crazy Gil. <laughs> so all three of us put on pads and uniforms and we got our picture taken that's with great. the team. And I loved it. That's I have to super find great. Pictures. That's a great idea. But I was definitely considered a weirdo. Yeah. But it's like what you said. I was a weirdo that uh, just wanted to make people laugh because I just was desperately hope people liked me. Yeah. So I, I understand. So how do, how do boys fit into that then? Did you have it like through God, high no. school? When what I was about when a you were sophomore, wearing that beautiful bow dress? Oh, that beautiful bow dress. Finally, by my senior year, I felt at least cooler. And I was, I, I had a bunch of guys who I was friends with. So I felt far more confident about my standing on like coolness a little bit. Yeah. But sophomore year, a senior liked me and he, he was a transfer student and he was sort of cute, but he was, he was mildly retarded. Like he... He, uh, his, his nickname, which I didn't know what it meant at the time was Spooge. And I didn't know Uh-oh. his name was Greg and his nickname was Spooge. And so basically we need I a minute. And, he, and I was like, Oh my God, a, a senior has asked me out. I, I'm just going to say yes, no matter what, because I want to be, that's so cool. I would call his house and be like, hello, is Spooge there? <laughs> and, or my dad they call would be him like, that, dare I ask? Uh, well, because the one, I love that he didn't know him. He's like, Oh God, in my last, uh, high school, I was called Hoagie. And he's like, and Dave Dunbar, who was kind of like the Judd Nelson's character in, uh, breakfast uh, club. Yeah. He was like, I'm going to call you Spooge. And he didn't know what it meant either. So he's like, it's awesome. I got a nickname. It's Spooge. Oh, and no. he's that guy that could recite the Budweiser can, like King of all beer speech. He liked like Irox and he loved his nickname Spooch. And my dad would even be like, hey, Julie, Spooch is on the phone. And I'd be like, oh, thanks. Hi, you, can, you can hang up now. Hey, Spooch. And uh, he ended up ultimately breaking up with me because I wouldn't have sex with him. I was a total virgin. And I remember Sophie Hansen in my class who was like very mature for her class because she was half French and she would go to France for the summers and spoke French fluently. And she knew about more things. And she's like, I can't believe you dated him. You know that means come on a toilet seat. And I was like, oh, my God. I love that she was so specific. She's like, spooge means come on a toilet seat. And no one told you that during the time. No, and we dated for like two months. Yeah. Because he finally got to like fuck Fiona, who's like that senior who like when she went uh, somewhere, she got the braids, like the Bo Derek braids. And he knew she was slutty. She fucked all the senior guys. And spooge got to be one of them. So he dumped me like uh, it was like that. And my junior year, I went with like the South African exchange student. I was not... I was not the girl that got the dudes. Yeah. Let's just say that. Like, that was not my, my MO. Did you have crushes and stuff like on? Oh, like, my God. Big time. Crushes yeah. all the time. I had crushes on. Uh, I, I'm trying to think of any good ones. I had, a, I had a crush on this guy whose name was like Sandy Sandback. And he was like, bad news. He got kicked out of the school. And it was a little bit like, did you ever see Welcome to the Dollhouse? Yes. My favorite scene that always gets me was when the guy's like, meet me at three o'clock. I'm going to rape you. Yeah. And like, she shows up. She shows up anyway yeah. at three. Sandy Sandback would write because he knew that I had like, a huge crush on him in seventh grade. And he was a ninth grader. And he's like, I'm going to tear you apart. And I'd be like, oh, God. And nothing ever happened. Yeah. I mean, he just did it because he knew that I was both scared of him and like was secretly totally you know in my seventh grade way like oh, i hope he wants to take my take my tiny woody allen body <laughs> and and ravish it oh would that be a dream oh my so God. yeah i never i like live vicariously through my friends who all and did were you like, were you doing theater and stuff when you were in high school not so much i was just class clown i uh the people who did theater were like it was that sad they were like it was a sad group it was like the gay indian guy the girl whose name was oh god she had a perfect name like her name was like Lillian it, they were the they were even 
uh, lower than me. And okay. I think I didn't have the confidence or balls to join uh, Nanette Deasy. It was Nanette Deasy. And had a voice like that. I was like, I can't be with that group. I got to be. I was so pressured to try to be cool that I played sports and I hung out with my cool friends and I tried to make everyone laugh. And drama did not fit into that. It was yeah. not cool to do. I it's so, so I'm so I'm always interested in that you, too because did well, you do that? I did and there and and I'm always interested to talk to when I do have actors on the podcast. I'm always interested because so it's so interesting it's how different half. theater and theater departments where I've talked to so many girls. My dog just farted. Toot and scoot. Toot Sweet. and scoot alert. Oh, I love it. He's got out of it. Got away from it as quickly as possible. Um, the that there are some high schools where it was the coolest thing in the world Amazing to, to be in theater. And then other schools like yours where it was like, no, Never. no one did that. No Never. one did that. It was like a weird, they were like a weird motley crew of freaks. Which and is a charming and wonderful. Absolutely. But I just you didn't have there. the balls yeah. to do that. I wanted to make all the cool jocks laugh. Yeah. I wanted all my friends who ended up at UVM to be like, yeah, Vigman's funny. She can do a bong hit from a table from a six foot... Uh, you know, a bull, you know, this long bong that needs an old World War II gas mask on it. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Oh, no. So that kind of was, yeah. And then, but in college, finally, I was like, I love, and there was a, 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 an, like an improv group there, and I'd never done that before. And it was the guys who did, uh, it's, um, the Super Trooper guys, Broken Lizard. Oh, sure. So I was, when I was a freshman, I, I auditioned for that, and I was like, this is, the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And that really was kind of what brought me into that world. And okay. then I did more theater there. But that was like where, that's when I got the whole like, holy shit, this is awesome. There's nothing like that in my high school. Yeah. Because they didn't have the cool experimental, everyone's involved in the theater there. Yeah. But you did theater, you're saying. Oh, I were did. You but... like, were you the lead of all the plays type of thing? No, I mean, I did. There were plays that I, I guess by the end of high school, I sort of was. But these guys know my theater department was basically like free free time until we were rehearsing a play and it was like it was just full of a bunch of people who needed an elective and most of them weren't that into acting and then those people who were still like even no matter how into acting you are if you have a teacher who just like doesn't do anything with you most of the time and is just in his office and you're just like (laughs) hanging out doing nothing you're not going to advance yourself as a high school student you're not going to be like you guys i really think that we should work do some scene work right right. of course you're going to be hanging out like smoking joints in the in the dressing room closet like of course you're going to do that right you could have a crush on someone i assume there this is where you could like hang out with like totally were there like cute guys that that were in no no actually no uh i barely dated anybody at my high school did you go out of high school to date like yeah, I mean, not like not like older kids, but yeah, I guess there was mostly just like, oh, I met this guy because I went clubbing and stuff when I was. Did you really? Yeah, I was like goth and stuff. I, I the only reason I'm poo pooing your questions is that I I'm so You've already tired. Talked of, about, yeah, I, I don't got want you. these guys to be like, oh my god. Oh no, no, no. But I get it. That's but, fantastic. So you had right. You had a whole thing that you had had created for yourself. I would meet like I like that like one of my favorite like all my sort of favorite boyfriends that I remember. Not that I had like so many, but like. You know, I had, I I definitely dated a guy um, freshman year who I did go to school with. He was a senior when I was a freshman. And uh, I've talked about that. And he wore like black, dark black smudges under his eyes. Yeah, yeah. uh, Combat boots, the whole thing. But then I I did go out with this guy that I met at this all ages club that I used to go to that was very, you know, goth or whatever, who was like this super hippie guy who drove like a light blue VW bug and had like flowers. No, he wasn't. He just did a lot of drugs and so did I. So, um, but he he had like, you know, like daisies hanging from his like 
shit. I mean, yeah. total hippie. Yeah, but he was uh, also like a pussy mobile. Yeah. Like, that's oh, yeah. He like, super dead-head. was. Yeah. He super was. Because he didn't have like super long hair, really. He just, he was kind of like from a, a family with money, but sort of his version was like sure. preppy hippie. Um, but yeah, I didn't, he didn't, uh, and theater definitely was not, yeah, it wasn't like a plenty with people. Right, that, right, right. You know. But did you ever have like a male friend or male friends that you, that were like, secretly in love with you or that you were like hey maybe i could date this guy like did you, you have know, close male two, friendships I had, yeah i had two guys who i was very very close to in high school uh at my ju- like more like my junior and senior year one of whom was like literally one of my best friends and in some ways it makes me sad because great guy everyone loved him he's adorable and i think i had a crush him at one point but then we had such a great friendship i spent uh and he went to a college that was really nearby too so when I did a summer in Jackson Hall between my junior and senior year of college, he drove me out uh, from New Jersey to Jackson Hall. And then he went back home. Like he stayed for a week and met new friends. I mean, one of those guys that you'd love, like, everyone loved this guy. And then we made that terrible mistake. I'm never going to say his name because it breaks my, you know, this always happens. We finally, and he had a girlfriend all through college who was adorable. Like he'd met her all uh, that he was, I mean, they're adorable together. And finally, she was away for her semester, and he was she was a year younger than us. Our senior year, we got absolutely wasted, and we had sex. And the thing about it is, like, I could have moved past it, but he couldn't. So we could never really – I think he freaked out. And I was never – I didn't get, I wasn't invited to their wedding. You know that feeling. And you're like, God, fuck, that's such a shame. I because know. I really, I saw him at the, uh, our, our 20th. And I mean, he is the greatest. And it's really sad because it's not, I love his wife, get along with her great. We've all moved on. But there's something about dudes like that that remember and they're like, I can't, I don't want to do that to my wife. I don't want them to. And the other one I was good friends with, we're still very close. And he's still close to that guy. And whenever he's out in LA, we, we get something to eat and we hang out. And it's, they all they used to make fun of me all the time, but I kind of loved it. It was like having brothers who yeah. were constantly giving me book jobs and making fun of how flat I was. Right. But I loved it. I, I Yeah, so that was a really great time. I loved it because uh, in both cases, I remained really good friends with them through high school into college. And because we were all in a very uh, close proximity to one another, my friend and I would go from school to visit our other friend at UVM. And we would. it was the best time. And I loved these guys. And I felt so cool hanging out with like, with them you know that you know what i mean that feeling you're young and you're like i, love it. I got two cute guy friends who are my best friends and i, I love it and it dork. feels uncomplicated and yeah, yeah. But what a dork. and i was so dorky because i used to say things like no i'm really like i'm super good friends with guys like guys love being friends i'm kind of a guy <laughs> and i realize when i say that now like what a tool but at the time it felt like really cool to say that like I pre- you know i think there's a lot more tooly stuff you could have been doing and thinking and saying i think that's oh, I, that's yeah, pretty benign considering but you know, you know, like I like to be that girl. I was like, I'm like a guy's girl. Like, yeah. you know, I love hanging out. But then I realized now, and I'm like, I'm so sure of like hanging out with my girlfriends. Well, yeah. yeah. But and then this is the last question I want to ask, and then we'll get into this, these games. But but that makes me want to ask the question because I think I have a lot of friends who are like this. I'm like this to a certain degree, where sometimes guys, maybe not so much now, because now everybody's sort of an adult, and I I feel like there's so much bleed over from like. And I know you like period references. So oh yeah, that please. Oh, uh, just, but there's so, so much. There's so much. There's so much. Like, oh god, I thought I was so special in this bad way or special in this good way. And the, the older you get, especially living down here, where so many people are are drawn to the same kinds of lifestyles yes. and stuff, you just start feeling like, 
oh God, I'm so not alone in any way, like good Absolutely. or bad. Absolutely. That I feel like, and I feel that I have so much more in common with people that back in high school, you never would have thought you had that much in Absolute, common with. You always. see that. But I do feel like there was a time when, and I want to know if you had this experience, when it's, it is tricky to be a girl who has this very kind of broish energy. Yes. And how do guys that the, the guys don't know how to navigate that when Absolutely. they want to date you that they're like, do I treat you like a bro, but then we're going to have sex? Or do I do you suddenly expect me to treat you like a lady? Um, how is this going right, to work in that in between of, place? Yeah. I, I feel I, I think I felt that way. That's why I was like, it's so cool that I'm I'm hanging out with all these dudes like I'm because like you said, I was I was already disgu- discovering that I was disgusting. <laughs> And then I had more of a 14-year-old boy quality than I did like have a girl quality. But I really loved my girlfriends. But I loved that I had this group of guys I could hang out with. And ultimately, in the end, right, I dated a guy that was more passive Mm. who uh, I could not control but who found me hilarious. Because I think in general, like you said – Otherwise, guys are like, I don't – that's not the kind of girl I want. Yeah. That's that's not not for me. Yeah. So I – I feel like that that is definitely something. But then I would always try to fit into what they would want, mm. sort of. Uh, but I think, I know what you're saying, like I always felt a little bit in between. Like I was never very girly, but uh, I was not that girly, but I was always trying to make everyone laugh. And like, I felt like I was tough. I don't know. It was a very, it's an interesting yeah. place that you feel. But like you said, I feel like I know a lot of, girls yeah there's so much more of that now and i feel like guys know how to handle that better as they get older too but that the whole idea of gender roles and kind of playing with that and i've talked about this on a past episode but it, it always what a really good example of that for me is always um like European men versus American men like yeah. they know how to understand that so much more than European men i think European men are like why are you like i need to shower you with like yeah you need to sort of swoon and i need to be this gallant guy <laughs> and i mean i'm wildly overstate you know over generalizing right, right, but right, right. that there's a sense of like at least american guys can sort of understand this this in your case like this beautiful girl who's going to be like anyway my crotch like that, right, that you're right. gonna, and that, that they would still want to take you to dinner and open the door for you and woo you and woo you and that you know and i i love your husband uh dave gibbs very very talented musician very funny very cool guy and i feel like my observation of the outside of your relationship is that you know you guys have this wonderful friendship in addition to being you know the cooler guy i'm the spazier one of that of those two um you're the spazier oh for sure yeah he's pretty he's pretty he's very even keeled yeah very much so all right let's get into let me do let's do one fortune teller and then we'll play mash um i'm going to suit up uh Mm. and by that i mean i'm gonna put on a condom thank you and then i'm gonna lift this up and and i'll take my uh, pants off great and then so uh pick a color uh let's go with blue okay b-l-u-e two one two Oh, we got to get some shots of this. That's right. Uh, Jess is five. hovering close. One, two, three, four, five. And then last number. I forget how hard this is. Seven. Oh, it's pretty hard. Okay, seven. Oh, no. What's the best piece of advice that you've ever gotten? Oh, we haven't. Uh, that's good. That's really we haven't had that one yet. Best piece of advice I've ever gotten. And it's not even one that I always feel like. I follow, but I feel like it's been drilled in my head over and over again by multiple people, which is trust yourself. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds so dorky and it's really hard to like, it's hard like to F follow you, through on that because it's sometimes trust, instinct. You don't know. You've well, and this is back to the confidence thing we were talking about. And there are people I meet who have confidence in spades, you know, in spades. So I get, but it is ultimately like trust, 
your own decisions. And as I've gotten older, it's easier to do so because like one, you're tired, uh, you're just too tired to be so insecure sometimes. Yeah. Or you're just like, I, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I feel. You're too this tired. Is, it's true. Though. You know what I mean? And I do. It's think, almost like people say you ride horseback better when you're exhausted because you're not going to like yeah, fight looser. against it. Yeah, so much. yeah, yeah. You fit. You've mold yourself yeah. better to the horse. But I would say that like if I had just an an eighth of the confidence that I have now, and I don't even consider myself that confident, but I wish that I had some of that ability to believe in who I was and trust mm-hmm. that it was okay. Mm-hmm. So I do believe that there is something about kind of I feeling okay so with right. yourself. And I do think that like, I think this younger generations, I think they have, they seem to be far more sassy, but maybe every generation thinks that the next one is. Maybe they do, but yeah, I, I, but I don't I, know. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And I don't I don't know where that kind of stimuli is coming from, right. per se. But I do feel like, yeah, I was just talking to someone last night about the idea of like, as you get older, the the concern about like, or the hurt that you feel when someone doesn't like you, it still hurts. Yeah. But that there's, it's a, it's a shorter recovery. And yes. that there's just this sort of sense of like, well, nobody's for everybody. Yes. And like, you know, the person I was talking to was like, I used to, I that he used to pursue women who didn't because it was like a conquest or yeah. whatever, and then ultimately way to go. it totally damaged his self esteem because he felt like he was constantly having to talk someone in to thinking he was great, and that now he's just like, you know, if somebody's not interested in me, it doesn't mean that I love that feeling, but that I'm I'm just gonna let that go and go. But that's all right. Well, I don't have time for this. I absolutely. you know you go you go be excited about someone. I'll go be about excited about someone who's excited about me. Right. Well, like in the end, it's like, it's ultimately none of your business, how they really feel about you move on, like just find the connection because like you said, it's what beat yourself up. But we all, I think we all did it, especially when I was younger as a girl, like the kind of guys I would try to hook up with, Yeah, you know, they would, they weren't interested probably most time, but it was nearly like where you were in your confidence level. Yeah. So it's true. It's totally true. That's a great, that was a great answer. Trust yourself is great. Okay. Let's get into some mash. Um, and what do I want to do with you? I'm going to start with, I'm going to start strong. Oh, wow. With, mm. I'm still into this. I don't know why I'm going to burn out on this question, but I'm still fast and furious into it right now. Three Disneyland rides that you wish could somehow be real. And I don't, that can mean whatever it means for you, whether it's just, this is a great safe adventure that you can go on, or it's this, you know, you loved the movie and you would love to live inside it or whatever, but three Disneyland rides that, that would you wish could be real. Oh man. I feel, do you love them? Like, I don't know. Disney. Oh, yeah. no, well, let's, no, let terrible. me think. Let me think. I would say, um, we used to get really stoned to Fantasia. Oh, okay. Well, so that's a movie that's as opposed a movie, to like no, a ride we, at Disneyland. Can you make but, it a ride? Are, there, are we talking about the real rides at Disneyland? I was talking about the real rides, but oh, like, first I of all, loved... I want to say right now that I'm 100% on board for uh, Fantasia being something that you can dive into. Right, because it was something you could take acid with and like listen to Pink Floyd at the same time. Like if you set it Finally, up Finally, someone else who dropped I think that's what acid. it was. Was it? No, wait. I forget what movie it was that you could sync up Fantasia with. Anyway. I can't remember either because it's not. No, because it's Dark Side of the Moon and The Wizard of Oz. Is yeah, what it is. That and is it's the not, but there's one. another one. There's an, yeah. yeah, whatever. I forget what the Fantasia one was. So uh, rides that I've up. gone on to Disneyland. I haven't gone on that many. I've been on the Nemo's. I picked the worst Tell question me what, for you. I, I don't even, yeah, don't. Let's pick another one because I'm I can't on. do it. I'm going to go, I'm gonna go uh, movies that you wish you could kind of make real or live inside of, and I'm starting with Fantasia. 
<laughs> that would be perfect. I would live in, I love it. You're like, you don't even have to answer these questions. Yeah. Uh, movies that I could Spe- This is the most spectacular failure of a mash beginning I've ever but had also, because I've also, also never built so it up as much at, as I just did. No, but, but you know what else I have to say? Like, I also feel like I am one of those people too that's really bad at like, you know, Desert Island discs and oh, like, yeah. things that are like, I don't this think is, about this. Stuff is this is an way. exercise in your failure right now. I know. Now, now you're going to know that I'm like, together. movies that I'd want to live in. We're going to fail um, this forever. I don't. Okay, then I'll just go with. Uh, I would love, you know, I'm going to be driving away being like, I would have loved to live in that movie. That's how this game works. Um, Then I will say, because like, what movie would the fuck I want to live in? I want to live in. Like, um, is there a movie that you watched over and over again when you were? um, uh, Movies that I've watched over and over again, Meatballs. (laughs) I love Meatballs. So I would live in Meatballs. I fucking that's a what great about like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the original? That's not for me. That's not yeah. for me. I Interesting. like. I even as a kid, I like those kind of funny, weird movies. Like yeah. I love like the movies. Like uh, all camp movies are great. Like I love uh, anything like Wet Hot American Summer yep. and Meatballs. I love camp uh, movies too. They're just there's something about that fantasy of of summer camp and like all the. It's so funny because I'm literally in the middle of writing a screenplay about summer camp right it's now. Great, mm-hmm. that's a great theme. It mm-hmm. is so there's it's ripe for yep. everything that you want about summer camp. Yep. So there's okay. So Fantasia meatballs, and then lastly, Meat. what is like? You know, sometimes you want to say like a snot. I'm not going to say that. Okay, I. That oh, I so want to know what you weren't going to say. I was going to say like, but it so doesn't fit me. I was trying to yeah. like answer your question in that my old way of being yeah. like, like Sex in the City, but right. it's not. Uh, I would want know what you know what it is a movie I'd want to live in. It would have to be more like a Sense and Sensibility. I yeah. love all that shit. Yeah, I, I was an English major. I did all that Jane Austen garbage. Listen, so uh, give me some of that garbage. Give me all of it. I want to be Sense a matchmaker, and I want my. I want my. Uh, my Lord Darby, I want I I want Colin Firth, uh, young Colin Firth, to sweep oh me God. away. It's been said many a time on this podcast. I'm sure, but that, but that uh, it's uh, it's such that Pride and Prejudice with Colin Firth in it. That's just it. a, such a winner. It's the ultimate. It's and such I have a to say, like any any Jane Austen type story like that, and I really got obsessed about her in college, and I read all her old letters to her sisters and her family. And, uh, She's marvelous. It's, it's jizz material. It's great. It's, it's, it's marvelous. It's it's proper lady it's, jizz. It's uh, not to be confused with your boyfriend's booch. Mm-hmm. Um, how you. about uh, three? How about three um, places in the world that you've not yet visited that you're you would like to go? Okay, so what we talked about before, Copenhagen. Mm-hmm. Love to go there. Great Wall of China. Mm-hmm. And I would love to. Oh, where I haven't gone. Okay, so I really want to go to like I'm trying to think of like I've never been to Hawaii. Isn't I've never been to Hawaii either. Me neither. Isn't that crazy? I, I want, keep t- I keep bringing that up because I think it's so weird. I just, and everyone thinks it's weird too when they you talk to them. Yeah. Like, you've never been. It's right I think there. It was and autumn like, actually. Way, autumn research was like it's not really right there. It's yeah. still a flight. Yeah. But I really want to go to Hawaii. Yeah. I've always wanted to walk on the Great Wall of China, and I really want to go to uh, Denmark. These are great, and they uh, these are great. Thank well, you. That listen, I got right. Be, that yeah, I did okay. you got the, this. You. Everything else has been garbage. Uh, meatballs, up to this meatballs, point. and more meatballs. Uh, <laughs> meatballs. What about? Do you still like cooking? I love cooking. What about uh, three things that you wish you could cook like perfectly? Okay, so tomorrow night I'm going to a restaurant uh, called N, I think it's called N Naka, mm-hmm. and it is uh, her name. I think is Nikki Nakamoto. It's like very. 
it's a little bit, and we're not, I'm not a foodie per se because I'm too cheap, mm-hmm. but uh, she used to run a, um, she used to have a sushi restaurant called Azami that Dave Gibbs used to go with this musician named Dave Immergluck. They were like two peas in a pod and they'd eat and they loved Nikki and it was her, her restaurant. She's opened this high end Japanese kind of like five course or you pick nine course. Uh, she's in West LA and I have a feeling after I go tomorrow night, my my pants and my mind will be blown yes. off. Like yes. everything will be blown off yeah. or I'll implode because I think it's a combination of sushi uh, or sushi like dishes as well as different styles of Japanese cooking Yum. that are things that oh, I don't I have a concept of. Yes. But read, look it up later. It's, I think it's called Ennaka and it's it's okay. just, she called to check in with us and I told her, I'm like, I'm bringing the two Daves. Oh, oh I haven't seen them in so long. That? This, the, the, our personal... I don't know how much this is going to fucking cost, but like the, 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 we do it so rarely that I'm so excited. Yeah. The, um, our uh, server call to like go over the two tasting menus. So I am so excited. I, I guess that Unami style food, I don't, I don't know enough about. Yeah. I wish that I could do Great. that. So the sort of Japanese cuisine. Yeah. That like that, yeah. is it umami? The umami, when they talk about the. That, that perfect blend of taste yes. and flavor and I, that thing. Yeah. I love, love that it. idea. That's a great answer. Good luck coming up with two as good. Oh, I have to come up with other ones to cook well, like that? that gotta- uh, let's see. I would love to learn how to make uh, a beautiful pasta. Great. Because pasta is impossible. And I used yeah. to make gnocchi, but it was really hard to make. And after a while, my gnocchi would go from being like the perfect size, small, mm-hmm. like tips of your fingers into like fucking fists. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, this is a pain in the ass. Yeah. So Yoki's I great. would love to take a pasta, pasta making course. Great. And you said a third. Mm-hmm. Um, a third would be, you know, to really get to know meat better. I yep. don't know how to, like when I watch Top Chef, I would love to know how to, to um, actually... Uh, I wish I knew my way around meat better. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, I'm touching I myself. Know. I know you so are. And deeply. I applaud it. I applaud yeah. it. So those are my three, my three things. I really do. Right. I, I talk and I think about food a lot. So yeah. Yeah. What about, um, that's great. Okay. So next category will be, what about three things that you wish I did this recently. It's pretty, it's pretty sappy, but three things that you wish for your son, which could actually be like really profound or they could just be silly and fun. Okay. I wish, I wish, I hope number one, I hope he's happy and I get it. I think all parents wish that for their kids, unless you're assholes and you're insane. But I really believe, and I realize that from looking at everybody who's a parent, like you want your child to be happy. Number one, two, I want him to be uh, really fucking smart. And then three, um, I want him, uh, uh, I want him to, <laughs> like, there's that sad thing where, like, it, this is the debate, like, it's like 3A and B, like, I want him to be really good looking because I live in Hollywood and I think it's super important to be hot. But also, I want him to be, and this is so bad, like, I want him to have a drive to, I want him to be successful, but I feel like that ties in with happiness because really yeah. it's ultimately about happiness. But that's so let's but, stay but with maybe, hot. Let's stay with hot. No, oh but I, you God, know what I mean. I, I really, but also, just but it happy. sounds like to be like to persevere, sort of to have a, a drive that's like it's well, not, you're not being to, driven by desperation, you're being driven by this sort of like whatever thrust gets forward, you excited. Of like, yeah, like whatever it is that like uh, it gives you the boner and he's a boy so i can say that but yep. like whatever give, makes you happy and gives you passion and that listen you can make some money from great but great. i really 
I just, I think ultimately you just want these kids to be happy, these people to be happy. I want you to know that I wrote Passion Boner. Passion Boner. It's That's my favorite my band of- from 88. <laughs> They were, Huge they were band. like the first. They were Huge first the band. Oh, they were yeah. so great. Okay. What about three things that you don't know how to do? They could be language. It could be a musical instrument. It could be just a basic skill. Three things that you wish that you could do. That of you course. Do. I wish I could play guitar. Great. Um, I wish. Dave Gibbs is an amazing guitarist. Uh, so this is really about you being competitive with your husband. Exactly. I wish I had, had less hair on my body than uh-huh. my husband. <laughs> less hair than I do. My, I, I'm hairier than him. I wish. You know, I know that a great lady speak. who does electrolysis. For oh, that. I go to Laser Hair in uh, Glendale. Oh, oh, I was just talking I, about your mom. Oh, oh, son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish that I I can speak French, but I wish I was fluent, mm-hmm, and I'm mm-hmm. too scared to. Uh, uh, I wish that I have that I had perfect skin. Right? <laughs> so crazy. Right. Please don't let anyone else. Is that sad? I that was that's well. You know what? These are the things. Been. If these are these the things are that my, plague like, us, then of course crazy? you would want the, to have that removed I from you, just take it away. I your skin, Janet. Look at that skin. Jesus Christ, that's oh. pretty. It's glowing. I got plenty of stuff wrong with me, uh. so that's a trade off. Uh. Um, okay, what about three? Let me think about this. I'm trying to think about things that we just that we just talked about. What about three sports that you which I was good at tennis, yeah. skiing. These are all like rich white people sports. Because my parents <laughs> never like I went to school with a lot of rich like white people, and they all like would yeah. These are all veil. things that people I knew did yeah. That, skiing when I, that we I didn't, didn't do. Know. We didn't yeah. do. So I was always yeah. like, this was part of that that growing up of like jealousy of like all mm-hmm. the preppy wasps. Totally get it that like they would be like oh we're all going to veil and we're taking like that big family picture that we keep in a rumpus room and i'm like well i'm a half-breed jew and my parents are cheap and i'll never <laughs> learn to ski so i guess i'll never live your life but i wish i was uh, a, a better tennis i wish i knew how to ski well and then another sport that's good maybe uh i was gonna say sailing to really make it that but it's yeah i, I could give a shit about sailing. yeah um What's a sp- like? What, what about you something about? ridiculous that you don't need to be able to do, but like it would be kind of fun if you could, like fencing. Yeah, like, like I don't like, want to be like it's not going to come in handy. It to is me, pretty that's nerdy. That's a drama nerd thing. Like yeah, I, it is. I it think is. More it totally of, like is. jockey things that I wish I was like a good soccer player. Yeah, that's what it is. I want to be like one of those like it's all. Like it always comes back to like high school of like I wish I'd been one of those people that excelled in sports that people were like ah oh, that Vigman she's a jock it. God she's good I get it and really they're my like the guys used to come in when I played basketball and I was a point guard who couldn't dribble which is the only job you have <laughs> I would get really spazzy when I would like guard somebody and I had really short hair like I said and I would hold it back in a barrette but you couldn't wear a metal barrette so you had to put a piece of duck like a piece of tape over it oh my and the guys Wonderful. team would come in to watch me like defend because it was so funny oh, no. and they'd be like Vigman and I kind of secretly like both was ashamed but I loved it because yeah. it, it's, it's like attention. Jerry Lewis yeah I was making them laugh so yeah. I didn't I like did it more I was very like remind me of remember that movie Lucas oh sure like Corey I always like, felt like my body mo- yeah. movements were very like awkwardy Lucas oh with God, like, I was I'm very bony so into you uh, I just am crazy about you I, I'm not even kidding I, everything that you've told me this just only makes me like you more. Um, okay, how about three places that you have you would have a second home? You have a gorgeous oh, vacation shit. Let's home. Think about that. That's fun. Uh, Nantucket, back to the White Waspy world. It's fucking gorgeous, though. I don't know that I've ever been. Ugh, I guess I would know so if I had never been. White, but it is 
the ugh, it's beaches. So Nantucket, that would be amazing. Um, another second home for this is for Dave. He'd want to. Uh, he'd want that second home in Napa or Sonoma, mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. he'd have a vineyard. All these white rich <laughs> problems. And, uh, <laughs> what's a third? Maybe this Hawaii that we we've this, this infamous Hawaii that Hawaii. we've never been. But I always think it's like our, the childhood thought of like. What is Hawaii? It's like when I used to not know what California would be like. Yeah. I always thought of like blonde girls and palm trees. You weren't wrong. I know. You I definitely was, weren't so wrong. So far, all my fantasies have come true. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then what about, let's see, for last but not least, I'm going with three things. I mean, I'm just drawing a blank, probably because I'm hungry. Well, um, and I feel bad because I do have to go soon. Yeah, no, no, we're going to get you out of here. We're going to get you out You're like, and everyone's bored listening. Three, oh, oh my God, I can't believe I did this. Uh, I'm sorry to do this to Dave Gibbs, but this is very key. Uh, Three celebrities, living or dead, young, old, old version, like younger version of them. Yeah, who who are your three? Uh, Okay, David Strathairn. Um, Interesting. You were really ready with that. Oh, yeah, I think he's. But Dave Dave knows that. Dave knows that. Yeah. Uh, Jodie Foster. On board for that, 100% on board. Yeah. And then it, it hold on, this one, I'm going to get there. And then, um, and then uh, Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> Love it. All very expected answers. None of them were expected. <laughs> exactly. All right, uh, tell me when to stop. I'm going to speed through this so we can okay. get you out of here. I didn't tell you when to stop. Oh, stop. I had oh, sorry. To stop no, I, I didn't know when room. I was starting. Okay. Oh my God. I love uh, it. I'm going to pause this and reveal your future in just moments. Okay. Uh, okay. I've got some good news and some good news. Holy. Uh, yeah, this is, this is going to be good. Number one, I want to let you know that you have a beautiful apartment uh, in Hawaii. Oh, Oh no. You know what? I'm lying. I'm lying. I'm lying. Cause uh, I forgot we do those two different categories. You have a beautiful apartment. Now tell me how this works. Are there apartments in Nantucket? <laughs> Because I feel oh. like, isn't that like a beach house? Yeah, you kind of want a beach house. But an apartment is Somehow fine. Somehow you have an I'll be living above like the, the, the Sconset Market with there a drug dealer. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It takes all kinds, even yeah. in Nantucket. Yeah. So congratulations on that. But you will visit Hawaii. So finally Thank you're going to you. get your ass. It, and it's right there. Yeah. It's like six it's hours right away there. still. Exactly. Yeah. It's right there. It's like next door. It's so easy. Uh, so enjoy that. The other wild adventure that you're going to have, not unlike Hawaii from what I understand, but again, we've never been there, so I don't know, is that you can also go right into the movie Fantasia whenever you want and trip your balls off. Go <laughs> ahead you. and trip out in That's Fantasia. Weird. That's why I'm taking anti-anxiety Super. medication. <laughs> uh, um, uh, you also know uh, how to make pasta perfectly. Oh. So congrats on that. I'm going to start that tonight. Uh, you're also a master soccer player. Shut up. Yeah. I'm taking my soccer. shirt off. Pretty Look cool. at this jog bra. Yeah. <laughs> I always wear sports bras uh, in life. Um, I want to assure you that your son yeah. is going to be, and I quote, fucking smart. Yay! Very smart young man. Totally um, miserable, but really smart. Yes. The, he'll know how miserable he is because he's extremely smart. I have absolutely no idea what this says. We like do, 100% no idea. I mean, I really have no idea even what the category was. That's good. I don't like, I'm afraid anything that's like of psychic nature, I get very what nervous about. What the hell does this say? I can't even remember this category. Do we look at it? Look at that. 
that never was anything. What am I, a doctor writing you a prescription? Oh my God, I don't even know how you write, <laughs> read your handwriting. I know, because this pen doesn't really work on this pad. Oh. I can't remember the categories that we did. Oh my God, I love that this pad comes Isn't with that it. crazy? Maybe it was like something with your hands or some kind of, Jesus Oh, please Christ. let me not get arthritis. Oh, I know what it was. One of these is, I think is perfect skin and that's not <gasps> what you got. Oh. So now I can't remember what it was. Oh, it's like one of the things I, I want or something like yeah. that. I wanted to play guitar. Yeah, with guitar skin. you didn't get. Oh, and speak French. You should speak French. You're fluent ah, French. It's a fluent. Mais toi, nous parlons mais je suis cultural soccer et je suis avec elle. Mais toi, nous parlons en français qu'elle est belle. Indochine, the 80s. That is a really fun... Yeah, I would say that uh, singing French songs is the closest ah, I get to being... It, me too, that's all I know. Um, this mais, is so exciting. Maintenant, tu peux parler... Parfait. Le français, c'est parfait. Seulement en français. Merci pour ça. Uh, de rien, de rien. Yeah. Um, and you are, this I wanted to save the best for last. I want to congratulate you on your lesbian relationship with Jodie Foster. Yes! I am very She's jealous a, because I was very alors, obsessed with her. Uh, elle parle français très bien. Elle parle français très très bien. Tu ouais. as vu... Uh, uh, yes, we. Oui. Oh. And you don't hear that very often. And I never saw no, a very long engagement. Me so. neither. So, moi non plus. I will. Uh, yeah. Oh, très yeah, bien. Très, oh, très bien. He's very sexy. C'est le temps uh, to hear le her say relationship. Oh. I don't know if that's the word. Relationship. Comment dit-on a relationship? Um, Relation? I don't know. It's like, or it's like, it, or it's like amoureux or something. Yeah, like yeah, some yeah, yeah. word that just love, love. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, Janet, this has been. Oh my God. Jillian, so thank much you so fun. much for doing this. I'm sorry to thank keep you, you so long, but what a joy and a delight. The best. Um, this, uh, this is a long time coming in our in terms of our hangout. So yes, now I just want to have lunch it. with you all the time. I'm begging. Um, you and your agent, I'm begging. Uh, we're going to make this happen. Good. Okay. I thank, thank you, you, my so love. Much. Okay. okay. Bye. As always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. Now leaving Nerdist.com. 